AMA 50 KFUO Worldwide at KFUO.org. I'm Gary Duncan. It's so nice to be with you. Thank you for listening to the Midday Moments program. It's time now for our Moment of Faith with Pastor Doug Nicely of Jerusalem Lutheran Church in Collinsville, Illinois. Hi, Doug. Hi, Gary. Good to talk to you this afternoon. What is it you'd and, like to discuss today? Well, I'm going to I'm going to talk about uh, one of the scripture readings for this coming Sunday, and it's one that perhaps you've heard before, but but I'm going to make a, a little um, application to it because that's what I do when I preach. Okay. <laughs> so anyway, let me give you some background here. When I was a confirmation student in junior high school back years ago. The catechism book we used had a picture on the cover uh, with the verses from 2 Timothy chapter 1, where St. Paul reminds Timothy of his faith. And here's how the verse is read, and then I'll explain the picture to you. I thank God whom I serve, as did my ancestors with a clear conscience, as I remember you constantly in my prayers night and day, as I remember your tears I long to see you that I may be filled with joy. I am reminded of your sincere faith, a faith that dwelt first in your grandmother Lois and your mother Eunice, and now I am sure dwells in you as well. That catechism book had a picture of Lois, Eunice, and Timothy right on the, right on the front of the book. And it was uh, it was interesting because you know you never missed finding the book because that was one that was a different color in its cover and then you pulled it out and it had a picture in it so I remembered it looking back uh, so much of what we know today was learned from those who taught us years before that picture on the book cover will always be remembered to me as a way of showing me uh, what was meant by these words that. I'm reminded of the sincere faith that dwelt first in your grandmother and your mother, and now in you. I can see that in in just the picture. Remember, when we were children, we couldn't read yet. So we need to learn from pictures and singing what we couldn't read. In this way, the children's hymnals were written to teach us what we cannot read. And here's one of those children's hymns from our hymnal. It goes like this. God loves me dearly, grants me salvation. God loves me dearly, loves even me. Therefore, I'll say again, God loves me dearly. God loves me dearly, loves even me. There's something important about the words loves even me. We hear that the singer is aware that he or she is still learning and therefore not yet worthy to know what is needed. In this way, the singer considers himself or herself as one who is still learning and not yet where things need to be. And so in some ways they feel themselves to be insufficient because they don't know what they need to know. Uh, and, And we've all been there at one time or another in our lives. Uh, The story behind this hymn sounds quite a bit like what we've been talking about. Here's a little quote. In a monthly church paper published in July 1848, August Rishi, a Lutheran pastor, issued a passionate call to help to establish a rescue home for youth who were in deep physical and spiritual distress. Because of widespread poverty and the lack of parental discipline, Many were essentially abandoned in the street and became disruptive in school or dropped out entirely, 
and were reduced to begging and stealing. Pastor Rischke believed that uh, through the power of God's word, these young people could be improved and taught a useful trade, that they would become productive members of society. Can you imagine a church being involved in something like that? Not anymore. (laughs) what What a practical thing it was. To that end, he composed songs to be sung by these young people outside the divine service, which means apart from Sunday morning, thus providing them with the means to let God's word dwell in you richly, teaching and admonishing one another in all wisdom, singing psalms, hymns, and spiritual songs with thankfulness in your hearts to God. One of those hymns was God Loves Me Dearly. Interesting. You know, they couldn't read, and, and because they couldn't read, what Pastor Rishi wanted to do was he wanted to teach them something to sing. And, you know, kids, kids when they sing, I noticed this with our little great-granddaughters, who's just about mm-hmm. two years old, they pick up the words very easily when they're singing it along with a tune. Mm-hmm. I, I, remember, I remember a quote from Martin Luther that basically hints the same way. He says something like this. He says, he who sings prays twice. Right. Anyway, here, here's the, uh, the next few verses of the hymn. I was in slavery, sin, death, and darkness. God's love was working to make me free. Therefore, I'll say again, God loves me dearly. God loves me dearly, loves even me. He sent forth Jesus, my dear Redeemer. He sent forth Jesus and set me free. Therefore, I'll say again, God loves me dearly. God loves me dearly, loves even me. Jesus, my Savior, himself did offer. Jesus, my Savior, paid all I owed. Therefore, I'll say again, God loves me dearly. God loves me dearly, loves even me. And you know, there's the heart of the good news of Jesus in a song. Right. And that's especially important for people who can't read. That's true for poor people during Pastor Rishi's day, and it's been for quite a few other groups uh, who have lived in different nations or ethnic groups or what have you over the, over the centuries. They, they don't so much read because they can't, but they sing, and in the process they learn what they will later learn how to read. You know, what's also amazing about learning these songs and these hymns when you're young, they stay mm-hmm. with you. Uh, even even when you're older, as my mother who had dementia, mm-hmm. she would remember the words to the songs she'd learned as a child. Yeah, yeah. So it, they'll stay both, with you. Both, yeah. Both of us can remember that with our mothers. Mm-hmm. My mother knew all the all the music stuff, all the lyrics to all the songs. She didn't necessarily remember my name. That's true. <laughs> Same with my mom. She wouldn't know who I was at times, but she knew the songs, so I'd sing to her. Learning this music young is so special for a whole lifetime. So would you like to lead us in a prayer? Well, just just one little thought here. Could you imagine homeless kids walking around the streets in their town singing this song together? You know, it could have convinced adults that uh, they need a little bit more parenting with them. Right. Yeah. Let's do a prayer now. Okay. Lord, we learned so much about life from the generations before us. 
she says through this hymn that we can still teach those who follow us these same life lessons and teach us to do this in what we say and in what we sing, especially with them. For we pray in the name of Jesus, whose good news is what our parents and grandparents taught us. Amen. Amen. Well, thanks for being on the program today, Doug. You're welcome, Gary. Next week, we're going to take a look at an interesting thing. The scripture reading for that Sunday is the story of Ruth. And you remember, Ruth's got a whole book of the Bible named after her. A widowed Moabite who decided to move with her widowed mother-in-law, Naomi, uh, rather than remaining in her own country. As it turns out, Ruth ended up being the great-grandmother of King David. I think it would be good for us to look at a hymn that mentions Ruth and several other women in our hymnal, and the hymn is titled, not surprisingly, For All the Faithful Women. So that's what we're going to do next week. I look forward to it. All right. Thank you, Gary. Thank you. We're the Messenger of Good News. You can find us on uh, Facebook. You can find us at KFUO.org. You can find our talk programs, including this segment. Wherever you get your podcast, just search out KFUO Radio.